by Dylan. How's it going, Reese? Uh, it's going well. We have finished recording our Western Conference recap. We are here for our Eastern Conference recap. So listen to the Western one after this one, before this one. I don't care. Whatever you want. Uh, whatever conference is less interesting to you, start with that one. And I think the East is probably more interesting this year yep. um, than the West. But, you know, don't deter, don't let that deter you from listening to the Western one either. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump in and start talking about some of these teams. So, yep. who, do you want to get us started? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. With We'll start with the Sixers here. We'll go from the rankings uh, from last year. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. No, do you want to cover the Heat? Oh, yes, I will do Okay, that. so I'll start with the Sixers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just double check. Yeah, that's how that's going to work. Yep. All right. Um, the Sixers. So, their rotation this year is at guard, Simmons? Mm-hmm. No. Well, no. <laughs> no. No, it's no. not Simmons, but it it's not Simmons. It's someone. It's going to be someone <laughs> for Simmons, hopefully. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? No, but he's li- he can't play. It's too- okay, so it, not Simmons. Not Simmons. <laughs> but he exists. Um, yep. But also Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton, uh, Seth Curry, and Furkan Korkmaz. Uh, at forward, Danny Green, Matisse Seibel, uh, Tobias Harris, and Georges Niang. And then at centre, Embiid and Drummond. Really weird Drummond. Yeah. Like, that's as weird as Hassan Whiteside to the Jazz. It's weird in a different way to me. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like Drummond... Could like start for a lot of teams, yeah. But he just decided to take a minimum on the Sixers, yeah. Behind a guy who was second in MVP last year, yeah. Like I don't know how much he thinks he's going to play, or if he just doesn't want to play. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he's like, he I made my money with the Pistons. Yeah. So I just kind of don't want to play. Mm. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Yeah, but obviously the big question is with Simmons. Yeah. What happens? When does he get traded? Who does he get traded for? Right. Honestly, I don't think he's getting traded. At the start of the season, I I no, think I think it's gonna be a while. Yeah, I think probably when recently signed like player exceptions and stuff like that, those kind of restrictions come into place. Usually, like two months into the season, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that's when he's gonna get traded. But I think they're starting the season without Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think uh, and uh, without anyone for Ben Simmons either. Yeah, I think that's that has to be what happens at this point because other teams are in no rush. Because Simmons, yeah, no. Simmons is sitting there for four years. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be uh, like a battle of attrition between pretty much the six the Sixers organization and every other organization on when they're going to budge mm. on Simmons' value. Uh, because I think well, at this point... It's the Sixers that need to budge first. I, yeah, but I saw a report they? they asked for three first-rounders from yeah, the Blazers. But I don't... I don't know. This is Daryl Morey we're talking about. I don't. I, know. I don't think he's going to budge. <laughs> I don't think I, if he thinks this Sixers team is good enough without Simmons to still compete in the East, then I don't think he cares. Yeah. I, think, I think he'll sit there as long as he wants until he says, "Give me what I want," or we're keeping Simmons because yeah. they're not like apart from the basketball side of things, they're not losing anything by having Simmons sit out. And s- actually, they're saving money. <laughs> I don't mm, might still count towards the cap. Right, because he's technically getting paid it and then fined it. I think. Yeah, but at least they're not paying him the money. Yeah, it's he's still not help- getting the money. He's yeah. not benefiting from this, yeah, but which, it is still hurting their cap situation. Yeah, which, not that it matters going into a season. Yeah. so much, but uh, which we saw he might be having second thoughts about at this point. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean he lost eight million dollars in, in one day, and then he's getting I think it's three hundred k per game. Yeah, just for preseason. Yeah, I don't know if he. So I think it's that eight million dollars 
has been put into account and they're taking 300k out of that. Is that what it was? I think it might be. I thought... Because he gets paid in advance, but I don't think he loses all money if they don't... I don't know. Because apparently NBA players get paid fortnightly, but... Not Ben Simmons, though, for some right. reason. He gets paid in four lump sums. Right. But eight, eight mil wouldn't be one of those lump sums, would it? Yeah. Or he gets paid in a couple of lump sums. Oh, oh no, it would be. Yeah, that's 30. Um... Wait, what's okay. his contract? Is it 30? Yeah. 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 Um, so, wait. So, I think they've essentially quarantined that money and they're taking money out of that. They're like, you can get the rest of this money oh. if you come play. Okay. I, I see think, how that works. I yeah. think. I don't think they've, like, I don't think he's just lost $8 million, like, straight, straight up, up. But he will, eventually. Yeah, if he doesn't play. Yeah. Um, okay, well, either way, apparently there's a report that he's starting to feel it at this point and mm. he's not liking it. Um I don't know. What did he expect? Yeah, what did he expect? I, d- I don't think he expected the fines to be this big this early. Yeah. I think was part of it. But um, yeah, either way, someone has to budge at some point, but I don't think it's going to be soon. Mm. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. So, I mean, when it's someone, that someone is not Simmons, but it could be his agent who's yeah. like, hey, <laughs> I'm also- you're injured now. <laughs> yeah. Go, go sit on the Sixers bench. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because he's also lo- Rich Paul is also <laughs> losing money in this. Yeah, um, this is everyone involved is not having a great time yeah, with this whole no. Simmons thing. It's getting quite ugly at this point. Um, you know, that was a very awkward media day for the Sixers having to discuss that. Mm. Um, and Bede sort of clapped back at clapped back at the idea that this team wasn't built around Simmons. Like he sort of went through everything that they've done to accommodate for him um, and all that sort of stuff, while also. Saying, "Hey Ben, we want you back. Like we're a championship yeah. team with you." So it's 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 a lot going on for the Sixers, and I think it will have an impact on their basketball season. Unfortunately, but on, a, on a positive note, though, Tobias Harris is probably going to have a good season. He's going to have a good season. I think Embiid's going to be fantastic. Again. I think Embiid will have a great um, season, and I think Tyrese Maxey also going to yeah. take a bit of a step. Shake Milton Definitely. as well. Um, Thibel, hopefully. Yeah, and I mean, Yang's a great pickup. Like they've got the depth in that they can still be good without Simmons. Yeah. Like, fairly good without Simmons and yeah obviously they're going to miss him but they can hold off without him for they a can, while yeah they can still be one of the top teams in the East yeah you? yeah um, yeah I mean speaking of Maxi, that's my prediction I think uh, he averages at least 13 a game um, I, I said that with him coming off the bench but he might start they might start shake I don't know uh, Milton's a bit more of a ball handler um, but yeah I think he Definitely takes a step up, A, just being in his second year, but also just more opportunity with Simmons not being there. Yeah, also Danny Green's probably going to look even older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, my prediction is... So, yeah, we're making one prediction for every team. Um, we oh, didn't right. say that yet. Uh, we said that in the other episode. Yep. But um, Andre Drummond shoots 65% from the free throw line and 55% from the field. The 55 from the field's not that weird, but the 65 from the free throw line would be a career high, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, right. Embiid was just talking about, you know, Helping him hone in on it. Not sure Embiid's the... I mean, Embiid's a good free throw shooter, yeah. but he's not like, hey, Andre Drummond, I'm going to teach you how to shoot free throws. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I see him in a smaller role, maybe focusing a little bit more on his free throws. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely say that. I hope he does that. It's, it's still quite an interesting fit, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, on to the Nets here, who... Wow, let's get through this mm. <laughs> roster. So they've got, obviously, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, uh, going through the guards first. Um, Patty Mills... Uh, Bruce Brown and Cam Thomas, who's been lighting it up. 
Um, their forwards are Joe Harris, KD, obviously, Millsap, uh, DeAndre Brambury, James Johnson. I have Seiko here, but unfortunately he got traded and cut. Um, and then their centers are Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Nicholas Claxton. Yeah. What a roster. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. <laughs> How immense will this munch be? Uh, pretty immense. Yeah. This is going to be a phenomenal munch. Yeah. Um, but all, they also have a big question mark with Kyrie. Mm. Um, will he play half their games? Will he play less than half their games? Because some other teams are also bringing in mandates, I think. Um, For outside players? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Because uh, we know Golden State, they don't have a mandate for outside players. Yeah. Um, so, Kyrie, like, for example, Kyrie can play in Golden State games at mm. Golden State. But um, he probably won't be able to play in, like, Knicks games either. He can't... Uh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Can you play Knicks games? I guess we'll find out. We will find out. Probably. But, um, Unless I, he gets vaccinated, which is... Who knows? Unlikely? <laughs> I, don't know. I think Kevin Durant will eventually get through to him. I don't know. I think that would kind of ruin their relationship. I think what KD's and Kyrie's like friendship is built on is understanding each other and where mm. they're coming from. And I think that's a big part of why they've teamed up together. So I think it would ha- it would be hard for KD to come out and sort of advocate for Kyrie or even privately to try and do that. I think that would be weird for their relationship, but I don't know. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation with him because like you can't trade him if he says he's going to retire. Yeah, and like, like you can't you can't trade him just because KD's there anyway. KD wants him there. Harden wants him there. Yeah, I mean you've got to keep those guys happy. Um, but like the retiring bit, like that's less. Like you have less leverage than with Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> like that is the least leverage you can have. Oh We're right, going yeah, to yeah. Give yeah. you Kyrievic, and then he's going to retire. Entire, yeah, <laughs> but there's going to be <laughs> if they were to go that route, which I route, which I think there's no chance that they. I do. also don't think they do. There, there surely has to be at least one or two teams are like, oh, we'll just see what happens. What with a retired Kyrie? Yeah, just, just try him. Just be like, all right. Are you what sure? What are they trying? Will he actually retire? Do you think if, Ky- he's, if he says he will retire if they trade him, he's definitely retiring. I believe him 100%. Uh, I don't 100% know about that. He hasn't fully said it. He hasn't come out and said he's definitely retiring. Uh, but he said they, he will consider it strongly. Oh, did he say that? I believe so. Okay, I was going to say, I think there were reports, but yeah. If he has said that himself, then that yeah, that is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... So, aside from the dysfunctional um, <laughs> top two of the East here, but, like, uh, they've got other questions here. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of bigs that they kind of need to sort out. Blake, yeah. Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Nicholas Claxton, and Paul Millsap, kind of, to name the main ones. But Kevin Durant also needs to play some four as well. Yep. We... I don't know. It's kind of weird, like, what is their rotation? Which of these guys plays very little? Probably yeah. Millsap, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have yeah. for the Nets. But um, it is an interesting question. I mean... There was some KD at the five in the playoffs, and I think that works pretty well for this mm. team as well. So, uh, yeah, I depending think, who they're up against. Yeah, yeah, they just have an abundance of options, which is, you know, not a obviously not a bad thing to have. Somehow, the most stacked top of this team, the top of top team in the league, also has some of depth. the best depth. Yeah. in the league as well. It's uh, crazy. It is quite crazy. Yeah. Uh, so my prediction is the big three all average 25. Joe Harris is in double digits. No one else does get to double digits. I don't think Patty has double digits. I don't think Blake Griffin, Lamarck, none of them. Yeah. I think they're all going to sit in like the seven, eight range. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of just like, your big three, assuming Kyrie plays as well. Yeah I, yeah. I did make this before all this stuff with Kyrie happened as well. I was right. very much assuming he'll play. Um, they're going to average a lot of points per game. Um, Joe Harris is going to put in a bit. And then like, you kind of just need like two of the other guys to give you like, 12. Yeah, and that will change from game to game. Who yeah. Those two are. 
Um, yeah, mine's a bit more with Kyrie in mind. Um, I've got Paddy averaging a career high of over 12 a game, whatever it is. I think it could end up as high as probably like 14 a game, something like that. Because um, he's going to be starting at least 41 games at this point. Yeah. Um, and then maybe even a few more. I mean, there is also potential that he doesn't start. They could yes. start Bruce Brown or something like that. But I think Kyrie's going to, uh, sorry, Patty's going to get a lot of uh, shots in this team as a floor spacer and also just like an outlet offensive guy that can attack the rim and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, now to the Bucks, the team that's actually having an okay time. Yeah. <laughs> they seem pretty relaxed, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so the Bucks have pretty much the same roster as last season. They're bringing back Drew Holiday, George Hill, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Pat Connaughton, I wrote Hood. I don't remember which Hood. Uh, Rodney. Rodney Hood. That yep. makes sense. There's probably is there another Hood? Uh, not that I can remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, Grayson and Grayson Allen at forward. They have Middleton, Giannis, Semi Ojale, and Thanasis and Jordan Nwora. And at center they have Brooke and Bobby. 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 Um, yeah. What do you think? Um, this is going to be a pretty similar team. Um, yeah. To last year, PJ Tucker is kind of the only difference. Yeah. Not real. having him. Yep. Um. But with that comes their wing depth, which I think is lacking. Yeah. Um, for the most part, like I had to add Semi Ojale, Thanasis, and Nawara to to this doc. Like, did I only write Middleton Yard? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I think you wrote Bobby twice. But oh, right. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they just don't have a lot of solidified guys at the wing. Um, Nawara has been putting on a show in preseason. Mm. Um, and you know, Thanasis is a good energy guy, but Semi didn't show anything with the Celtics, and. Uh, I mean, then it's just Middleton and Giannis, which, you know, is uh, is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> but it. you need some depth to be championship For contenders. Sure. Um, luckily, their guards are very deep, and you could probably also classify Hood as a yeah. forward if you wanted to. You definitely throw in the three. Yeah, and their centers are still pretty probably solid. Probably as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see what their, like, what Brooke looks like in another, like, as another year goes on. Yeah. Um, but if he can still hit the three, he's doing his job for the most part and protect the rim. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, predictions? Um, I've got DiVincenzo having a big year here. I feel like he's fired up from missing the playoffs last year and not being a part of the championship team um, in terms of on the court. Um, and I think he's going to average between 15 to 18 a game this Interesting. year. Interesting, that's yeah. pretty high. Which is a big uh, jump from his um, career of career high of 10 points per game. Okay. But I think he can hit shots, he can create a bit... Um, I think he's just going to get better and have more opportunity on this team. Okay, I would not hate to see it. I have... Uh, Chris Milton having a VORP of three. I believe that's up from a 2.4 or something. Um, in the season before, he actually had like a four point something. I think he had a really, really good season in terms of VORP. Mm. Um, but yeah, just uh, a nice good VORP jump for yeah. Chris Middleton. Which is value over replacement, right? They know that. <laughs> of course they know. Everyone knows what a VORP is. <laughs> value over replacement player, yeah. Yeah, can I get some context on what three looks like sort of league-wide? Where is he sort of sitting with the three? Just chucking you like, all NBA range, like top twenty-five ish, I think. Top twenty-five. Okay, yeah. No, that's that sounds like a good goal for Middleton. Yeah, hit. and I feel like definitely with the wing depth, he's going to have some. If I'm getting how warp works correctly, he will be better than most bench guys. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. taking over for. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to the next one, which is who just said? Oh, I just said that to you. Right. No, it's it's you. Wait, Remember is it? I went Sixers, you went Nets, I went Bucks. Oh, yes, I can't count. All right, uh, next is the Knicks, um, who made a lot of additions in the offseason. They got Kemba, um, they bring back T. Rose and Quickly, uh, but they've also got Evan Fournier. Um, their forwards are RJ Barrett, um, Alec Burks, Julius Randle, obviously, uh, Obi Toppin, and um, Kevin. Kevin Knox, that's right, who hopefully plays a bit this year. Um, their centers are Mitchell Robinson, 
Nolan's Noel and Taj Gibson. Yes. Um, so a very deep team here. Um, do you think this will be a playoff, playoff or a play-in team? Or uh, mm, maybe should we spoilers. should say that? Spoilers. We'll say but, that. you know, that's giving an indication of roughly what range yeah. we kind of have the Knicks in. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm in that range Yeah. Um, probably not going to be a four seed again, is what we're getting at. Yeah, not my four seed. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Um, yeah, what questions do you have for the Knicks apart from that? Honestly, I left this one for you okay, um, yeah. in the document. But yeah, no, I, I am just kind of interested as to kind of uh, what their guards look like. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kemba is a bit undersized. He's never been an incredibly good defender, and he's potentially aging a, yeah. a tad. Uh, Derek Rose is obviously a great offensive player. Evan Fournier is a very good offensive player. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly is a very good offensive player. Defense, yeah. Eh. yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think what Kemba has left in those knees is an important part of this team. Um, he's going to be the starting point guard and he's going to have the ball a lot in his hands. So if he's not able to get around guys and get his, you know, his shot and hit shots, um, that's going to be a problem for the Knicks. But um, they're a massively deep team, the Knicks. They have offense now to complement the defense that they had last year. Yeah. Um, Julius Randle is still going to be good. I'm expecting big things out of RJ. Um, Alec Burks is still around. Um, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to for this Knicks team, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my prediction here is that Barrett is still the second leading scorer on this team, uh, despite the additions they had. I think he's still going to be. Surprise me. No. Um, he's still going to have uh, more points than Fournier or Kemba or even quickly if he takes another step, which I think he will. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be solidly the second option. I thought about making him the leading scorer. I also thought about that. That was uh, almost my prediction as well. Because I think a lot of Randall's going to focus on that playmaking for all the scorers that he's got now, but. You know what? Screw it. Yeah, RJ's going to be the leading scorer for right. this year. Yeah. Uh, make sure you update that so we can okay. come back and look at that later yeah. on. But yeah, uh, my prediction here is RJ Barrett will shoot 46% from the field. This is the exact same prediction I made last year. I was wrong. I think I'll be right this year, though. He <laughs> went from like 40 to 44, I think. I think yeah. it'll jump up to 46. Yeah. His three-point went up a lot last year, though. Yes, yeah. but I do, yeah, actually, part of that prediction is I think his three will go down a little bit. Okay, interesting. Just a tiny bit. Not too much. Just a touch. That's fair. All right, uh, now the Hawks. So, they've got, at guard, they've got Trey Young, Kevin Herter, uh, Bogey, so Bogdan, wait, Bogdan Bogdanovich, yep. yep. Uh, DeLon Wright, Lou Will, Sharif Cooper. At forward, they have DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Cam Reddish, Gallo, Solomon Hill, uh, TLC, who's TLC? Uh, Timothy. Luau Cabrera, yep. yep. Uh, and Jalen Johnson. And then at centre, they have Clint Capella, Georges Niang, oh, sorry, Gorgie Jang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, Jalil Okafor and Onyeko Kongu. Um, there's a lot of players on this team. Yeah, there's quite a few. What are you looking at? Um, I'm kind of looking at like, do they have too many players? Like, there's a there's guys here that deserve to play. There's guys here that they'll want to take a look at. But there's also like, like there's sort of two different groups. I could almost see yeah, them going with very much so. Yeah. Um, like I could see Gallo getting played out, or I could see like for Jalen Johnson, or I could see that going vice versa. Uh, I could see Sharif Cooper getting a lot of minutes or not. Mm. Um, it's mostly centered around the young guys, but they've also got stuff like how many minutes is DeLon Wright going to get? Lou Will? Uh, yeah. Cam Reddish, are they going to keep him? Um, there's been talks of Cam Reddish trades. So there's just a lot of pieces to look around, which is, you know, a good problem to have, but yeah. Yeah, it's a bit harder when they are expecting to be a playoff team now, yeah, though. Um, definitely. It was a lot easier to be like, oh yeah, we'll just try a bunch of guys when they, I mean, they were maybe expecting to make the playoffs, but not everyone else was. But now people are expecting them to make the playoffs. People might even be expecting them to have home court advantage um, yep. in some cases. So, yeah, it, it's kind of like, do they have the time to just try it all, the, mm. all these guys? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
It is an interesting question because, yeah, neither of us had them making the conference finals last year. Oh, definitely um, not. No. But it was a nice surprise. Um, even if I was still in shock, even when they got eliminated, I was like, there's no way. They just. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it was. It was a touch funny than beating the Sixers. <laughs> that was a little bit funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is sort of, can they establish themselves now as a team that's going to do that year after year yeah. and sort of be that competitive or was last year a bit of a fluke? Yeah. Um, but obviously, Trey is getting better and better. Yeah. Um, the other question, though, with him yeah, is the rule changes. The rule changes um, big. I don't think he's going to struggle too much. I've, no. I've, I've kind of put him as the example of guys, of one of those guys who's going to struggle a little bit with the rule changes. Him... Harden probably as well. There's a, there's going to be a few guys who struggle a little bit with the rule changes. Yeah. Um, Trey's still going to draw his fouls though. Like he, yeah. Um, him just stopping in the middle of the lane and then getting like bulldozed. Yeah. Still a foul. Yeah, that hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but some of his less. Just sort of some of those other moves. Maybe. Yeah. Some of those jumping into guys. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Um. Yeah, I don't think it'll like. I don't think it's going to make him a terrible player um, by any means. I think he's still going to be more or less Trey Young. But yeah, he might have to work a bit harder for some um, for some free throws. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, prediction wise, I have Gallo scores about ten points per game. I'm actually going to say he scores maximum ten points per game. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna set that line. I, I think that's uh, maximum is a fair point because there's a lot of people to touch the ball in this team. Yeah. Um. So that's why I've kind of gone on the other end. I think uh, DeAndre Hunter is going to make an all-defensive team. Um, health permitting, he's a really exceptional defensive player. This will be year three or four for DeAndre Hunter. Um, I, he's in that Zion class, I think, so three. Um, and yeah, he's just like he's going to be an important piece. He's going to be guarding the best player game after game. So yeah, yeah. All right. Whoa! It's almost like we set this up. Whoa. <laughs> um, next, we have the Heat who. Made lots of moves in the offseason. Um, starting with their guards, they obviously went and got Kyle Lowry. Um, they have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, and Gabe Vincent. Uh, Oladipo pending a date to return, mm. uh, hopefully at some point during the season. Um, their forwards are Jimmy Butler, Casey Okpala, um, PJ Tucker, Markeith Morris, and Max Struess. And their centers are Bam and Dwayne Dedman. Yes. Um, I am very much looking forward to this team. Mm. I am super excited for this heat season. Um, watching the preseason, they've been awesome. Tyler Hero has just been absolutely nuts. Um, feeling one of my questions of, can you be a consistent spark off the bench? Yeah. So far, absolutely. Um, the the defense is going to be fantastic for this team. I think the three-point shooting is going to be fantastic. Um, I think Lowry like, helps this team in all sorts of ways. Yeah, lots of different ways. Yeah, just sort of a defensive guy, a playmaker especially, like him pushing the ball, like sort of like even off made shots, just like fast break opportunities mm. off that for Bam so far. Um, Duncan Robertson seems to be newfound confidence. Well, not newfound, but just like building on his confidence. Enhanced, yeah. Yeah, he looks bigger too physically, so hopefully he can defend a bit better. And then the cherry on top would be, Oladipo coming back healthy. Yeah. Um, that one's very interesting. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, apparently, after his last surgery, the surgeon didn't do it properly and his like tendon was like barely yeah. hanging on. Um, so now he's actually got it reattached. Uh, assuming properly. the surgeon did it properly. Yeah, assuming. <laughs> um, Which you'd hope, but you know. You would certainly hope. So hope, not sure what his timeline is yet. I don't think we have a timeline, but hopefully he can come back during the season and make this a really scary team. Yeah, um, on Larry especially, he's the guy I'm definitely most interested in. Yeah. Uh, can he have that kind of Chris Paul kind of spark? Obviously, he's not quite the improvement over Goran Dragic. That, who is Chris Paul replacing? Um, That's a good question. Yeah. Who was he replacing? Okay, clearly. <laughs> was it just Payne, Cameron Payne? 
Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Cameron Payne, obviously very good player, but yeah, um, yeah no. Goran Dragic to Kyle Lowry is less of an improvement than Cameron Payne to Chris Ball, for sure. Right. Uh, but yeah, can he just kind of help unlock some of these other guys? I think he, I think Bam's going to have a really good season Ooh, because yeah. Kyle Lowry's going to be pushing it for him. Um, I actually have Bam averaging 22 and 12. Yeah, I'm very excited um, to see something like that happen. Uh, yeah, my prediction is that the Heat are top five and made threes because there's shooters all over the court on this team. Mm. We're going to run out. Lowry, who can hit threes. Hero can hit threes. Robinson can hit threes. Um, Tucker can hit corner threes. Markeith will put up shots. Max Struess is another sort of like similar Duncan Robinson undrafted guy who can just make threes all over the court. Um, hopefully, Bam will start getting some mid-ranges going. Mm. So, that won't help the threes. But, obviously, the shooting is just going to be good. So, yeah, I think they're just going to make a bunch of threes. Yeah. And that's definitely going to be part of their game plan. Yep. All right, uh, next up we have the Celtics. So, uh, at guard, they've got Peyton Pritchard, uh, Dennis Schroeder, Josh, Rich, Josh, Jason? Yep. Uh, yes, Josh. Josh, um, and Marcus Smart. Josh Richardson and Marcus Smart. Um, at forward, they've got uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Juan Chohonan Gomez, uh, Aaron Neesmith, and Jabari Parker. Yep. And then at center, they've got Al Horford, Ennis Cantor, and uh, Time Lord Robert Williams. Yes. Um, yeah, this is interesting. This there's, is interesting. Obviously, you've got the Tatum and Brown angle, which is great. You yeah. could definitely see a lot from them. But they didn't necessarily improve a um, whole lot. Like, I, I think, think they're going to be better. I think they're better than last year in, a, in maybe a couple ways. Um, I think having Horford back is good. Yeah. Um, he's, I think he's a playmaker for this team, but he's also just a solid big. Like, he actually put up a decent amount of points in OKC last year, which is sort of a weird scenario, obviously, but he was still able to do that. Yeah. Um, but also, Time Lord is going to have a bigger role this year. He's probably going to be starting. Yeah, um, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, and then, all, obviously, Schroeder, who they sort of just picked up because no one else wanted to give him money. Um, yeah, I think he's an important piece for this team. My One of my questions is, can he play like an $84 million guy? Um, probably not. Probably not eighty-four million dollars, but can he be a scorer, an important part for this team? I think definitely. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smart seems to be having a bigger role this year, which in some scenarios could be good, and some scenarios could be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that defensive stuff, and then you're right. the The pillar of Brown and Tatum is like always a certain amount of wins, definitely. especially in the East. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, their big problem last year was wing depth, and they've got some of that now yeah. with Wancho. Um. Neesmith and uh, Jabari Parker. Uh, Wancho being... Di- Wait, was Jabari Parker on the roster last year? No, uh, I think was he? he was towards the end of the year. Okay, yeah. and then, yeah, they brought in Wancho. Yeah. Um, so, bit of depth there. Yeah. Is Jason Tatum ready to kind of take his step into the top 10 of the league? Is yeah. Question, is a big question. I think a lot of people have him in that 12 to 15 kind of range. You yeah. can't, that's kind of where... I don't know. If you go through your top 10, you always end up with, like... Maybe Jason Tatum next? Yeah. At around <laughs> like 11, 12? Yeah. It's like, maybe? Maybe? Yeah. Is he there? Yeah. Um, no, we could definitely see that. I've got him, like, the question, can he take an MVP step? Because mm. um, I think he's definitely going to be doing a lot for the Celtics team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prediction-wise, I think, again, they still don't have quite the wing depth that mm. you'd hope. So I think Wancho is actually going to put up double-digit scoring just because they need him to. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, he, he could, could potentially start here. Um, if they play Brown at the two. Mm, um, I don't I, see it. I don't see them necessarily doing that because I think Smart will probably start at the two. But yeah. if they do go that way, he could get a start. But you're right. He's going to get a lot of minutes. He's going to be their four for them. And um, yeah, I can see him averaging double digits. Yeah. Um, I've got Horford averaging four plus assists for this team. Yeah. Um, I think 
he's definitely going to get some work out of the high post, out of the elbows, um, just passing it, dribble handoffs and stuff like that for Tatum and Brown and Schroeder. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, good for you. You get you get this team. I'm, I'm oh, actually happy yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, I like this team. The Wizards. Um, <laughs> so at guard, they've always got Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Aaron Holiday, and Raul Neto. Raul, I believe. Raul. Raul. Okay. Raul Neto. Um, their forwards: Kyle Kuzma, uh, Denny Avdia. What was his injury again? Was it an ACL? At the end of last year? No, oh, I don't remember. Uh, I think it might have been ACL, so we might not see Avdia. Um, KCP, uh, Davis Bertans, Rui Hachimura, um, and Corey Kispert. And then their centers, uh, Daniel Gafford, Montrez Harrell, Thomas Bryant, apparently is coming back in December. Did I write that? I think I wrote that. Okay. Uh, someone wrote it. <laughs> someone wrote it, but it's there. Um, yeah, this is a this is a basketball team. This is a basketball team. There is a team of basketball players. Yeah, um, which I'm kind of excited for. Um, <laughs> my question here is, is this the best team that Wa- uh, Beal has had since Wall was there? Depth-wise, probably. Yeah, just like there's every single person they'll play will be a basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we went through that rotation. All of these guys can play. Yeah, and have played on many different, like, teams. Yeah. They've all been good for a lot of different teams. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think kind of the interesting question is Kuzma. Is he mm. kind of their second, third option? Maybe Dinwiddie is probably their second option. Yeah. But is Kuzma their third option, especially as just a pure scorer? Yeah. Possibly. I also, th- oh, I also think Dinwiddie's not going to start the season still rehabbing from that partially torn okay. ACL. But I don't think he's very far off. Um, yeah, Kuzma is interesting. Um, he hasn't looked great in preseason <laughs> in the couple games we've seen. Yeah. Him. But uh, it is preseason, so hopefully he's just getting warm. Um, but yeah, it, he's going to have more of a role definitely than he had on the Lakers. And I don't know if you remember all the way back to his rookie year, he put up like 16 like, remember that, 16 yeah. a game and everyone thought he was better than Tatum and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, it's interesting if he can sort of get back to that similar vein. Yeah, um, I've also, uh, I don't know what I would say. It's not a prediction, but a question. Could this be like the poaching ground of the NBA come the deadline? Because there's a couple guys here that teams would love to have on their like bench and stuff like that. Yeah, that they could just be like, oh well, the Wizards aren't very good potentially, mm. uh, and they could just poach them. Like Harrell, I'm looking at. Um, if someone wants to take Bertans' money, KCP is definitely a guy that they could pick up. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys, like Gafford is someone that a lot of people would want, yeah. a lot of teams would want, KCP is someone a lot of teams yeah. would want. Even Neto could get you, like, a, get yourself a second rounder for Neto or something yeah. like that, so yeah, there's definitely a bunch of guys that could not be here after the deadline, but also could just stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, prediction-wise, I have Bill scoring goes down, I don't think that's crazy, considering all of these other guys coming in to score a little bit more, but his advanced stats go up, so by advanced stats, I'm going to say, kind of like Winchester per 48 and like Vorp tend to go up a little bit. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got Kuzma putting up here. I'm kind of regretting putting this, but an efficient 16 a game. I'm not so worried about the 16 a game. The efficient is <laughs> scaring me a little bit, but um, it's only preseason, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We will see, yeah. All right, next up is the Pacers. So at guard, they've got Malcolm Brogdon, Karis Levert, TJ McConnell, uh, Chris Duarte, uh, Aaron Holiday. Oh, he got traded. So Oh, no, Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday yep. and Jeremy Lamb. Uh, at four, they've got TJ Warren. Um, maybe, maybe that's a bit scary. Uh, O'Shea Brissett and Tory Craig, and then at center they've got Demonis Sabonis. Well, I guess Sabonis at four as well. Yeah. Um, Miles Turner and Goga Badatsi. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of just can they pick it up from a disappointing last season? Obviously, they had all those chemistry issues last season. Yeah. On paper, this is a really good team, yeah. I think. Uh, um, pending yeah, Warren as well. Yeah, yeah. pending Warren yeah. Uh, with Warren, very good team, very strong starting lineup, bit of depth as well, especially in like your TJ McConnell and Jeremy Lamb. I really like TJ McConnell. He's awesome. Eh? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just can they kind of pick it up 
get get out of that funk essentially from last season. Yeah, and especially with a new head coach in Carlisle. Um, yeah, who has been a championship coach, but it was also just a guy that seems to get teams sort of where they need to be, I guess. Um, and like this Pacers team needs to be in the playoffs. Yeah, whether that's through the play in or just outright. Um, yeah, I think I think this would be a really really exciting team if Warren was there, but. That seems to be a bit of a scary situation at the moment. He's had a couple setbacks with the foot, I think it is, mm. and is not uh, predicted to come back anytime soon, it seems like. Um, there is sort of like, he is out indefinitely vibes with yeah. him, um, which is a bit scary because apart from him, their wing depth takes a bit of a hit mm. from there. It's with Brissette and uh, Craig. Yeah. There's not a lot of, I mean, they might honestly play like Justin a Holiday will get Levert Lamb kind of thing. Yeah, they will definitely get some lamb holiday minutes at the three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what else is there? Oh, yeah. This has just popped up recently. Um, a Simmons deal. Yeah. Him yeah. to the paces um, of Brogdon, Karis LeVert, and some first round picks. All, too much. Or possibly. Too much. It is a bit too much. Or one possibly, of those guys. Possibly Brogdon and Warren as well. I've seen yeah. that around as well. One of those guys, I'm good with. One of those guys, I'm like two picks. I'm good with. Two of those guys, I'm not. I yeah. It's a bit too much for Ben Simmons. For a guy who... I mean, you're going to lose a lot of scoring there, is the issue. Yeah. I w- wouldn't turn my nose up at Brogdon and Warren in picks. Yeah, if Warren's injured, then yeah. Yeah, because I just don't know what's going to happen with the ro- Warren, but also like... I don't know. I'm believing in Levert quite a lot. I kind of want him on my team if I'm the Pacers. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, I don't think I want to give up on him yet. Yeah, Yeah. if I were to pick one of those guys, it'd probably be... I mean, if they're not going to take TJ Warren by himself. It'd probably be Brogdon if, if I'm choosing between him and Levert. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's probably what the Sixers would want as well. I think they definitely want Brogdon. He yeah. F- he fits in the, to their team very nicely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, Prediction-wise... Uh, I still do think Brogdon's going to have a very good season. I think uh, Brogdon, Levert, and Sabonis will average 60 points combined. Yeah. So I think around 20-ish yeah. each. Uh, yeah, I've got Levert averaging around 22 points per game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be... I think he's going to be set up to score a lot for this team too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely going to be probably their second option behind Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next here are the Hornets, who are quite an interesting team. They made some moves in the offseason. Um, they've got Lamelo, obviously. Um, they drafted James Booknut. Um, Terry Rozier is still here. Uh, Ish Smith. Um, their forwards are McK- uh, Miles Bridges, um, Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, PJ Washington, and Kai Jones. And their center is all on his lonesome is Mason Plumley. Yeah, I think that's their only center. I'm pretty sure as well. They've got some... I mean, they do have other centers on their team, but I don't think if any of, any of them are really going to play. Yeah. Like, I don't think Vernon Carey is going to get a whole lot of minutes. Right. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what year two Lamelo looks like. He mm. uh, was awesome rookie season, obviously got rookie of the year. Um, but I think year two, he's sort of, I don't know, I think he's definitely going to take a step to be one of the better guards in the league. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of good guards. There is the a lot league. of good guards. Uh, one of the, definitely one of the best young guards. For oh, sure. for sure, for uh, sure. But I could definitely see him putting up like I don't know, like nineteen, like eight and five, something like that. Yeah, I think I think it, I'd be more in like the sixteen or yep. seventeen range. But yeah, eight and five yep. could definitely see eight assists. We should say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just think he's gonna like he's he's gonna be the heart and like the spark of this team. For oh sure. yeah, for sure, yeah. and like. They've got and they've got other guys who yeah. can kind of be that guy. Ish Smith, I I really like Ish Smith. Yeah. But um, obviously you've kind of you you want Gordon Hayward to be a scorer because that's what you brought him in for. Yeah. Um, Terry Rozier, you want him to be a scorer because that's what you brought him in for. Yeah. Kelly Oubre, <laughs> um, as a defensive 
a 3 and D guy. Obviously, didn't really work out for him last year with the Warriors, but maybe it'll work out here. Yep. Um, I think it actually might go a little bit better with uh, LaMelo um, rather than... I mean, Steph's pretty good. Steph's, so. Steph's not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. yeah it's, it's interesting. I'm I'm not sure where I am with Ubre at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and a good role partner this year as well with Mason Plumley, Like an actually very, like a good center. Um, yeah, yeah. Like someone who can do a lot for this Hornets team. I, I don't even know who the center was last year. Was it Biombo? I think so. Yeah, which is not great. Um, <laughs> but um, we yeah. Both got Plumley predictions here. Yeah. I different mean, stat lines. Different stat lines. Very interesting. Who wants to go first? You go first. Okay. I've got Plumley averaging 14 and 12, uh, 12 rebounds, obviously. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of rolls to the rim, and I think he's pretty much. He's not the sole rebounder because I just said Lamelo's going to get five, but I don't think any of the forwards are super big rebounders, and he's just going to be the biggest guy there and just munch some stuff. Yeah, I've got him averaging twelve ten, and I've just changed it to five point five instead of five. Honestly, I could see six. <laughs> I legitimately could see six. I just think because he's going to be rolling to the rim, he's such a good passer when he's rolling yeah. to the rim, and I just think with Lamelo, he's gonna he's just going to get playmaking opportunities, and he's going to have guys to kind of take those shots as well. Yeah, and. Okay. He's kind of the only center, so he's yeah. going to get a few minutes here. He's going to play quite a lot of minutes. Um, 5.5 is interesting. I think that's a lot of passing for a guy who I think is going to be in the air when he catches the ball a lot of the time. Interesting. I see him as more like he rolls on the ground. He's not a lob threat as much. He's He still is a lob threat, but he yeah. rolls on the ground. He's a bit older as well. He's, I think, yeah. 31 now. Is he 31? I think so. Wow, that's that's crept up on me. <laughs> I did not realize Mason Plum was that old. Was he a four-year college guy? They're making me doubt it. <laughs> It doesn't feel like he's that old. Has he been in the league that long? I think he's been around like eight or nine years. Eight or nine years. Yeah, he's 31. That's crazy to think about. Born 1990. Um, he doesn't look that old either. This is his he's, This is his ninth season as well, yeah. Wow, that's crazy to think about. Okay, so he's quite... I thought he was... In all honesty, I thought he was like 27. He was on the um, Nets when Kevin Garnett was there. If, I, if mm. you want to kind of go back there. Yeah, I remember him on the Nets. Wow. That's a little Mason Plumley throwback. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk down memory lane. But um yeah, I guess I guess so. In my mind he still jumps up, catches lobs and all that sort of stuff. So maybe I'm a bit thinking of a previous Plumley. But mm. um yeah. Oh, he's not unathletic, but no. yeah, he's just a little bit older. I think he rolls a bit more on the ground and will tend to pass out of that more so than going directly at the rim. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, the Bulls. Oh, I get the Bulls. Yeah, okay. I wish I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> at guard, they have Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, and Kobe White. At forward, they have DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Derek Jones Jr., and Troy Brown. And then at center, they have Vooch and Tony Bradley. Um, can they be a top four team? This is your question here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I won't spoil anything, but this is a fun team to look at. They're very fun. Their preseason games are fantastic to mm. watch. They just... Their entire roster is fantastically like put together. I think they've got depth at, like pretty much every position. Their wings get a little bit thin, but if Javante Green's going to look as good as he does in the regular season as he has in preseason, he'll be perfectly fine. Um, yeah, there's just there's so much like playmaking and scoring just everywhere on and the like court. different types of scoring. Yeah. yeah, this is a team for the old heads. Like yeah. you're going to get some mid range. You're going to get more at the rim. You're not going to get them jacking up as many threes as yeah. some of these other teams. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is just a super exciting team. This might be, outside of the heat, my favorite team this year. They're, they're going to be very fun. I will enjoy watching them, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, you go. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, another one of your questions here. I, I think I left the balls open for you, because I, I wasn't 
I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect from them yeah. going into preseason, but going into preseason, they'd be great. But yeah, are, th- are they going to make another move? Yeah. I mean, that could, <laughs> could happen. There's, I mean, Kobe White is sort of dangling here in this Bulls mm. uh, lineup. I mean, Lonzo's obviously starting, and Caruso's been fantastic coming off the bench. Um, so I don't know. Do they need Kobe White as much? Maybe they can trade him, flip him for someone to address their sort of forward. Yeah, stuff. they've got room at, at like the four. Yeah, um, definitely. It's going to be Patrick Williams starting when he comes back healthy, which I think is, it might be a little bit away, actually. I think he sprained his ankle or something, like a high ankle sprain. Okay. Um, but um, when he comes back, he's going to be hitting threes for the Bulls. Um, yeah, just the pick and roll with Vooch from three different players, mm. and all of them are so fantastic <laughs> to watch. Like, Vooch has just got to absolutely feast. If he can get back to hitting the three, because he's sort of struggled with that since he's been in Chicago, um, he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that sort of goes into my prediction. I think they're going to be a top five offense. Yeah, this season up from twenty one last year. I could see it for yeah. sure. Um, and I've got them top five in mid range shot attempts up from twentieth last season. Uh, a lot of that's Demar Derozan, but Vooch is definitely going to take some mid ranges yep. as well. Honestly, I could have put them at like you know what I'll put them in top three. Top three, well, yeah, because Zach's not you know afraid to shoot them either. Mm. He'll shoot them from all over the court. So um, yeah, I think just a lot to. Lots to be excited yeah. for in Chicago. This is going to be a fun season. And everyone looks fantastic in those Chicago uniforms, too. <laughs> They're just super clean. And, yeah. like, DeMar looks sick. Lonzo looks sick. Caruso looks sick. It's awesome. Um, next here, we have the Raptors, um, who have Goran Dragic, uh, Freddie Van Fleet, uh, Malachi Flynn, and Gary Trent for their guards, uh, Siakam, OG, and Scotty Barnes for their forwards, and Precious, Kem Birch, and Chris Boucher for their centers. Um, what are you looking at, Ramiz? Can they bounce back? Yeah. Can Siakam bounce back Especially. in particular? Um, and how do they deal without Lowry now? Kind of that massive guiding hand for this team yeah. uh, for the past few years. Uh, spoiler, I don't see them as a very good team this season. I I don't think they're going to be a bad team. Um, definitely. I think they're just going to be a team that just sort of lacks during the season a bit. Yeah. Just, I, yeah. I just don't see them as having... Enough. Like, on paper, they've got the depth. They've got everything you mm. want. But I just don't know if they have enough to actually yeah. string together wins. No, I, I would agree. Um, I, I am favorable towards the Siakam bounce back a little bit. Like, last year was sort of his first year as being the guy, uh, more or less, for for the Raptors. And I think maybe that just came as a bit of a shock to him. Like, he started the season off great, if I remember correctly. And then sort of teed it off a touch, as well, teed it off as it went on. Um, and especially in the playoffs, he, he didn't do as well. But I think, and you know, Goran's a little bit older, but I still think he's a quality point guard. Obviously not Lowry, but... Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, really it is just Lowry not being there is going to... It's just like, I don't even know if they feel right playing basketball without Lowry yeah. at this point. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I just don't know how well this team... I just don't know about the team composition either. Yeah. Just, there's so much... There's just so much stuff but not a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's weird like that. Yeah. I, I, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a lot of fours that could be fives. Yeah. Um, like Precious is going to play the five, but could be the four. Siakam and Precious seem like similar builds to mm. me. Um, even Scotty Barnes seems the same. OG's a bit more of a th- wing than he yeah, is a big. I, I definitely see OG as a wing. He can definitely play yeah. the four. Um, so yeah, if anything, they're going to be versatile at least. Uh, you could read it that way. Yeah. Or they're just going to have a bit of a logjam of all mm. guys that do similar things. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
predictions? Um, I do have Siakam bouncing back, and I think that's my prediction. I think he's going to average about 23-8-4. Just because I think he's going to have the ball the most on this team, and he's going to do quite a bit for them, even if maybe they're not winning the whole Yeah, thing. I'm kind of going the other way. Not mm. the other way. I don't think he's going to get worse, but I just don't see him getting... I don't see him bouncing back to All-Star Siakam just yet. I'm going to say nobody averages 20. I think there's going to be guys who average like 19.6. Yeah. Like, that's kind of where I'd put Siakam. I'd put yeah. Fred at like 19-ish. But yeah, I don't I don't know if anyone cracks 20 for me. Yeah. No, I could I could see that. I think, you know, Siakam, for all the shit that he took last season, still averaged 21 a game. So I think... Yeah. I don't think he gets any lower than that. But also, just adding on to that, like Gary Trent, Goran Dragic, um, and OG were all kind of... I'm, I'm also seeing them in like the... 13 to 18 range and yeah. I think that'll also take shots away from yeah, that's uh, some of those other guys that's fair alright uh, the Cavs now so at guard they have Darius Garland Colin Sexton and Ricky Rubio at four they have Isaac Okoro uh, Jetty Osman Kevin Kevin Love if he plays that much <laughs> um, and Larry Markadon. Um and that centre they have Jared Allen Evan Mobley and Tucker Four. Yeah, that's a lot of big men. That's that's more than the Kings. That is <laughs> that is definitely more than the Kings. Um, that is quite a lineup, and especially when they just committed themselves to two of them this off season, um, by choice in Allen and Markkinen, and then they draft well three of them technically. They drafted Mobley as well. They sort of signed themselves up for this, yeah, which was quite an interesting decision. Um, and I don't know how it's going to work out. <laughs> We s- we've <laughs> already seen preseason marketing all love. I'm pretty sure it was marketing at the three. Some one of them, yeah. sure. Um, with <laughs> Allen or with Mobley, whoever it was. But there's going to be lineups like this all season. Yeah, which is not fantastic to look at. I mean, if they could put it together, it yeah. would be funny. <laughs> it can be hilarious. <laughs> like three really big dudes just running around. If they were mobile, but Larry Marketing. And Kevin Love, not the most mobile guys of the world. Yeah. I mean, we watched one of the fast breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Markkinen was not getting down the court very one of quickly. The breaks. Breaks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I shouldn't call them fast breaks by any means. Yeah, I think I think they definitely should try to move on from at least Kevin Love. At least, yeah. Um, spoiler for the other one, I said maybe the Thunder should trade for them, get a couple of picks out of it. Yep. That'd um, be interesting. Yeah. They're going to do something. They're going to do something. Or they're going to be real bad. Yeah. I mean, at least they have, they have their guards still. They still have Sexland there for now. Who's there, who they're still not sure about keeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is true. Sexton is still sort of in up in the air with the, you know, if he's going to be a long-term thing for the Cavs here. Mm. Um, I think trades will sort of be a part of the Cavs narrative this season in terms of what they do and more for love if they can Yeah, for him. Um, but yeah, if, depending sort of, you know, what are they looking to get back for Sexton anyway? Is it not another guard? Just another young guy, but maybe not a guard, or maybe a guard that's fits better. I don't know better. what fits a better with Garland, though. Sort of like a bigger, like a Dylan Brooks type of thing. Yeah, um, but like, no, don't, who who's out there to trade for? Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anyone. Like, that's actually tradable. Like, yeah. Shea would be great, but like, yeah. that's not happening. It's probably not happening. Yeah, you're not going to get Shea back for Kevin Love and no. Colin Sexton. No. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite interesting with their composition, but I could still see them being like somewhat competitive in the East because they mm. do have like talent at most yeah. spots. It's just sort of doesn't really fit together well. I am excited for Okoro's second season though. Their threes also interest me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Okoro. Um, Chetty Osman, I could also see getting traded for... Jetty, yeah. Uh, Jetty for someone maybe a bit younger or just different. Just anyone, yeah. Just different. Um, 
Yeah, but they also have Taco Fall, which is fantastic. That so. is very fun. Why yeah. not play him at the two? <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it out there, see what happens. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a Markinen, Love, Mobley, and Taco lineup at that some point. That would surprise me, but it would be funny. It would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've got Markinen plays 90% of his minutes at Power Forward. He played 50 50 last season, uh, Power Forward Center. I think 90 at Power Forward. I wasn't bold enough to say he'd play some at Small Forward. Um, going into the preseason, yeah. um, so I'm not going to change my prediction based on preseason, but I think it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think it's absolutely going to happen. Um, this one's a little bit strange, but I've got Allen getting traded at the deadline. Very interesting. I think he's going to start, and I think he's going to play well. Yeah, and I think some team might talk themselves into Allen. And see, I see Allen as a guy who's going to get traded every year. I think he's, yeah, I could see he's on this four-year deal. 20 mil a year. You could talk yourself into Jared Allen for 20 million for one year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think teams might do that starting now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the Cavs would probably like, they might be like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to pay him 20 mil a year for the next five years. That'd be sweet. Mm. Yeah. Um, you just went. You just went. I think so. Oh, I've got the magic. Fantastic. <laughs> one of our favorite terrible teams. Yeah. Um, so at guard, they've got Cole Anthony, uh, Markel Fultz is hopefully coming back some point in the year. Um, RJ Hampton, uh, Harry Garris, and Garrett Harris, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, <laughs> Jalen Suggs. Um, their forwards are Terrence Ross, Jonathan Isaac, also hopefully coming back at some point. Um, Chuma Okeke and the Wagners, the Wagner brothers, the Wagners, and Moritz and uh, friends. friends. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then their centers are Bamba, Wendell Carter, and Robin Lopez. It's a lot of guys on this team. Yeah. I, th- I mean, yeah. I like this team. Yeah, I like same. this team a lot. <laughs> S- such a narrative shift from how much we hated the Magic last season. Oh, how good has that been? Yeah. It's just the best 180 maybe a franchise has ever done. Yeah, and <laughs> I also like where all the players they traded ended up. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> like Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets, Vooch to the Bulls, uh, Evan Fournier to the Knicks. Yeah, it's all just worked out perfectly yeah. for everyone involved, I think. <laughs> I mean, I my only note is just have fun with it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, j- I cannot wait to watch Jalen Suggs. I love that guy. He's like one of my favorite players in the league already. Hasn't played a single regular season NBA game. Um, I think he's going to be awesome. Like, And like... RJ Hampton, we're both massive fans of. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to see what happens with most of their centers, especially Carter and Bumba. Um, and Robert the- Lopez is having a book club. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to have a great time in Orlando. Yeah, he's going to go to Disney World all the time. All the time. Um, he's going to be the envy of Brooke. Um, <laughs> and like the Wagners together, hopefully they have fun together. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just like the boys hanging out. It's going to be a fantastic. <laughs> I'm really excited for this team, yeah. Yep. Uh, Prediction-wise, I have RJ Hampton averages 15, 6, and 4 on 23 usage percentage. 23 is fairly high, but that I think he gets... High. I think he just gets the minutes. I think he just gets the numbers. I think that's actually... I think he was getting, like, 21 when he was traded to the Magic last season. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I just think he gets a lot of shots because I think he's going to really play himself into a starting role in, like, a good number of minutes. Yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised to see that. Um. Yeah, I've got... Um. Terrence Ross, who is the captain now, the still captain on this team. Um, I think he's going to chuck like eight threes a game and get himself traded, but like in a good way. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like he's just like, I am the captain. I'm going to shoot all the threes that I want. And all no the one, guys will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, they'll love it. They'll be like, yeah, keep him coming. <laughs> and then some team will be like, hey, he's hitting thirty eight percent of his eight attempts yeah. a game. Let's get Terrence Let's Ross get out of there. Let's get Terrence Ross. Yeah. And he's also going to have a great conclusion to his trade, mm. just like everyone else. I cannot... Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited for the yeah. Magic as well. 
All right, and our final team here, uh, before we get to our standings predictions, is the Pistons. So, at guard, they have Cade, um, Hum... Oh, Hamadou Diallo. It just says Hummy here. Yeah. Uh, Killian Hayes, Corey Joseph, and Frank Jackson. At forwards, they have our guys Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, and Josh Jackson. And then at center, they have Isaiah Stewart, Luka Garza, and Kelly Olynyk. Uh, I also really like this team. I'm not so much in love with this team. I love Cade. I love Sadiq, obviously. Um, I kind of like Luka Garza and Isaiah Stewart as well. It's just sort of like, there's a weird mix of... Whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't like Olynyk? I like Olynyk. I don't <laughs> like him on this team. Right. I don't know why he's here. <laughs> It seems like a too early, too soon sort of moves. Also, Trey Lyles is on this team as well, right? Oh, he's too heavy. Yeah, I also, like, just sort of, why is he here? What is he hoping to accomplish for the Pistons? See, I also like Trey Lyles for this team a little bit, just like as someone who's going to play eight minutes a game and might shoot a three. But I think he'll play <laughs> way more than eight minutes. It feels like the Pistons are tr- too try-hard already. They're just like, hey, we had the first overall pick, Cade's a monster. Let's get to the playoffs. Does this really already. feel like a tryhard team? It sort of does with the signings, like the, Olin- the Olinik and Lyles signings. I confuse d- me greatly. See, Lyles isn't like this vet that's gonna help you win, and Olinik is a guy who I think they're bringing in for like just a chemistry culture kind of guy to help kind of build what the, I I still see them as very bad. I still think they're going to attempt to be very bad as well. Yeah. I see them as a fully definitely a tanking team. I th- I think they're going to be a bad team, but I feel like they're not trying to be bad, which is interesting to me at least. Um, yeah, Olinik's obviously a great. Uh, culture guy, yeah, um, and just a good guy, but I think, but um, yeah, I am excited to see certain parts. I'm obviously excited to see big boy Sadiq, definitely, who looks jacked, looked fantastic in summer league. Hopefully, just keeps that going for yeah. the whole season. Um, really, really excited to see what he does next to Cade as well, who's gonna have the ball a lot and hopefully find Sadiq, yeah, um, a whole lot. Um, apart from that, I don't. I mean, Hummy had a great second half when he got traded to the Pistons last year, yeah. Um, Hopefully, Killian Hayes is a bit better. Um, I don't know. I still just like the composition of this team. Like, as just something that I'm going to watch. They're going to be bad. It's going to be enjoyable to watch. And then yeah. they're going to get another high pick and eventually okay. move on from some of these guys, like a Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Probably and eventually move, or at least on a smaller contract at some point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this definitely isn't like... This is this will be a good team to watch, at least. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sure. All right. Um, any any questions you want to ask here? I mean, we kind of covered it I mean, a little bit. I mean, I, quit, no, I think that's kind of it. I think Sadiq's going to average 18 a game. Okay. Yeah, I think he's going to... Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think he's going to get probably... He might get the most shots on this team. Oh, no. Jeremy Grant's still there. Yeah. He'll get the second most shots on this team, I think. I think I so think, as well. Yeah, still, he'll still be uh, above Cade, um, even if it's just for this season. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, and I have him top 40 in Winchester 48. You don't actually need to win that much to get Winchester 48, I don't think. Hence why I chose Winchester 48 and not Winchester. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just think he's going to be... I think Sadiq's going to be an advanced stats darling in a few years. Mm. Um, yeah, and just be very, very good for this team. Be, like, definitely their second best player. Yeah, thanks. So. All right, let's get to our standings here. Now, yeah, this yeah. this is interesting. We're both excited for this. I'm very excited. There's a lot of different ways we can go here. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we might be on the same page to start with a little bit. Uh, my 15th seed is the Magic. As is mine. Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. They're going to be delightfully bad, and I can't wait to watch the all The best of bad team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 14, I have the Pistons. I also have the Pistons. Okay, yeah. I yep. was not expecting too much variance there. No. Also just going to be a bad team. I don't think they're going to try to be good. You think they might try a little bit more, but... Yeah. But uh, ultimately, I think they might succumb in the second half of the season and just can like focus on being bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
13 out of the Cavs. So, yep. Yep. I think this is definitely the one, two, three of the bottom of the East. I think so as well. Yeah. The Cavs just have like a bit too much talent to be the bottom. Yeah. Um, 11 out of the Hornets. Uh, sorry, 12 out of the Hornets. 12 I also have the Hornets, but I think I might put the Raps there. Yeah, I have the Raps at 11. I'm also kind of like, yeah, yeah, either way. They're also my 11, 12. Um, yeah. See, I feel bad putting the Hornets at 12 because I feel like they could be a play-in team. Yeah, like just the young guys. I also feel bad putting the Raps this low yeah. as well because like they've got guys. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I am ultimately going to go with the Raps at 12. I think I'll stick with the Raps at 11 and Hornets at 12, but yeah. Um, at 10, I've got the Wizards. I also have the Wizards. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they're going to be completely competent in every single I way. Think yeah. But they're going to be a play-in team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're, no. I feel like they're just like, this is a play-in team if there ever has been one, which yeah. there probably hasn't ever <laughs> been like a play-in team before. Yeah, but I th- this is the first purpose-built play-in <laughs> yeah, team. Like, we're going to be the 10th seed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at number nine, I think this is where it gets interesting. Who have you got at nine? I've got the Pacers. I also have the Pacers. Okay. okay I might have been one spot too early on the interesting part, but... Um, this sucks for the Pacers. I know. I felt so weird putting them at nine. Actual, I I tried like reasoning it every other way to try and get them a bit higher, but I think it's just, just can't. It's just what's going to happen. I think. Yeah. yeah. Eight. It's going to get interesting. Here we go. Here we start. I have the Bulls. Oh. I have the Hawks. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I have the Hawks. I think other teams are better and got better, and I think they're too. They're talented, but they're too thinly talented. Like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no... They have one stud in Trey, and then everyone else is, like, good. I see Collins having a good season as well. I I do, but... I see Capella being good for them. I see... I see Herder being good for them. I just see a lot of guys being good for them. But they're all just good off Trey. I mean, it's a system built around Trey. Yeah, but I think none of... Like, Like, that in itself... Like, if Trey's having a bad night, I don't know how many of them are going to step up. I think it's bogey, and then it's kind of... I see Herder as a guy that definitely steps up in those moments He had a great playoffs, and a great Game 7, if I remember correctly, against the I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, um, but even still, I don't know if I'm super convinced he's going to do that, you know, for the season. Yeah, so Bulls at 8 for me. I just need to see them play real teams and regular season games and just I need to it's too early for me to put sure. them any higher than eight I felt a little bit strange putting them at eight I almost put them at nine um, with the paces at eight just because I don't know they look like they're going to be very interesting but it also feels like it's too soon to put them really high that is fair I might be when did you make uh, your predictions by the way um, like as soon mm, as soon as I finished filling the doc which yeah, so. like last week yeah same so these are all pre these pre-season. are pre preseason so I definitely drank the Kool-Aid even before I saw it okay. uh, my seventh is the Knicks I also had the Knicks yeah um, which hurts to see a little bit I wanted to put them higher but they are also a similar they're in a similar situation to the Hawks who I flip-flop between quite right. a bit um, in terms of the 7-8 they're just like competent everywhere if anything they're a bit more like self-sufficient I think potentially but also lower ceiling. I, I see them as lower ceiling, higher floor yeah. than a lot of other teams. Though I still have the Hawks above them, definitely. Yeah. Um, is that number six? You have the Hawks? No, I have the Celtics. Ooh, I have the Bulls at six. Okay. Um, part of me wanted to put them even higher, but I think <laughs> they, I think this might be the, the peak of where they reach, especially for a first-year team yeah. altogether, and with some wing depth um, questions. Um the Celtics at six. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I like obviously they had their bad year last year. I don't see them getting heaps better this year. I think they will be better, but they still 
they're still lacking in some areas. In, in some of the smaller areas, they're lacking that I don't necessarily want to put them higher than that. Interesting. Well, I've got the Celtics at five. I have the Hawks at five. The Hawks. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, I think the Celtics are better than last year by a decent amount, honestly. I think Tatum and Brown together is better than Trey and whatever by themselves. Like, And then they've got solidness all around that. They've got a bit more wing depth than last year. They, Their centers are a bit bigger, especially with Horford there and Time Lord probably getting better. I think their guards are maybe even better than what Kemba was last year, who struggled struggled with injuries yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of like the base of where the Celtics could be. I could see them being higher mm. than my five. I think I've just drank the Hawks Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> based on last, just based on the playoffs, I I see no reason not to believe in them now. That's fair. I mean, and that was even really without Collins being super special in the playoffs. I thought. Yeah, and but I see him taking a step forward, and I really, really do see Herder taking a step forward. I'm big on Herder this season. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Who have you got at four? I have the Sixers. I also have the Sixers. Yeah. yeah. I think even without Ben Simmons, they're just this good. They're just not quite that, you know, top yeah. tier. They're not the number one seed again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Embiid's going to be another MVP candidate mm-hmm. again. Um, and, yeah, like, obviously they're missing the defensive juggernaut of Simmons. But they've just got offensively, so much, they yeah. might... Honestly, they could be better offensively. Probably. I mean, just with the spacing. Oh, Obviously, maybe. Simmons has the playmaking, but the spacing will just be better. Um, so, yeah, I think they're definitely a four seed. Okay. Uh, three out of the heat. I also have the heat. Okay. Yeah. Um, although I could see them being... Uh, can I see them being higher? Potentially, but I don't think it's... I could see them being higher if other things happen to the two teams above them. I am in that same category. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're going to be very, very good, but I just think these top two teams are just better. Yeah, but I think they could definitely capitalize if something happens to the other two. Yeah. I mean, you could talk me in them over my second, which is the Nets. I also have the Nets at two. Yeah. yeah. Just because if they don't look good without Kyrie, then that's 41 games without Kyrie. Yeah. And that is half the season that the Heat could capitalize on yeah and they obviously obviously the Nets still have Kevin Durant they have James Harden but yeah. yeah it's it's that lack of Kyrie and I don't think they're going to be bad I think they're like a 55 win team probably I yeah, just think like the Bucks are going to be really really good which is why I had them at one yeah I think the Bucks just have too much like continuity at this point where they're just going to rock up and they're just going to be the one seed and like it's not going to be any sort of like slight on the Nets at all yeah like it's just like the Bucks are just going to rock up and be the one seed. We much. did not deviate there anywhere near as much as, as I thought hey, we would. Yeah, the Hawks one. Our five through eight were all flipped, or like they were m- mixed up, and our eleven and twelve were different. Everything else was the same. Yeah, so we had a bit more. I see. I thought we would have more or less the same for the East. Interesting. I yeah. was. I knew you would be higher on the Bulls than I was. I was yeah. like, I thought that would actually really throw you like everything. Oh, out. really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I also thought you'd have the paces a bit higher than it was because I just felt so weak putting the paces at night. No, I also felt strange. I was like, there's something I'm missing here. Right? <laughs> like, there's, like, yeah, they can't be the ninth best team in the East, but I think, unfortunately, that's where they're going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. And just in front of the Wizards, who is definitely the 10th best team. Like, I'm counting down, like, I'm counting up from 15 for the Wizards, but I'm counting down from 1 yeah. to 9 for the paces. There's, de- yeah, there's definitely a tier there, I think. Although, I mean... It dep- if the paces are sort of what they were last year, then they are the ninth seed. You know, like they are. It is the. But paces I'm wizards. expecting them to be better yeah, than so, last year. So am I, but I can <laughs> I can see a world where they're not. Though. Yeah, I can see that world. Yeah, yeah, especially if Warren is Warren missed most of last year as well. So. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, that was uh, a fun recap as well. Yeah. Uh, next week, we'll be doing some awards, which I'm also very excited to hear. Yeah. Less, I think they'll be less spicy, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really thought about my awards yet, so we'll see, I'll see what I come I've up got with. mine down yeah. in, in here, okay. but um, I don't think I have any spicy picks. Okay. Uh, maybe one fun one, but okay. we will get there uh, next week. But yeah, if you have enjoyed this episode, please yeah. leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at that underscore stuffers. Other than that, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, also, just want to say, check out our last episode, our 5 by 5 draft. Oh, yes, I think, definitely. Yeah, some people might have been confused by the title. I think check it out. It's a fun exercise that we did. Five players from, the la- from five drafts between 14 and... No, 10 and 14. Yeah, between 10 and 14 and sort of redrafting the top five. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. All right, peace.